Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 548 from November 4th, 1997, a Tuesday night show with guest Kennedy. Yay! Making another return appearance and once again proving why she would become a fan and host favorite guest of this era of the show. She probably would have guessed it far more often had she not moved to Washington State. A nearly complete copy of this show has been around since 2008 when I transferred that JBJ stash. We now have the official studio tape with the missing 12 to 15 minutes. This is the infamous episode where Adam reads the Scientology apology letter on air. Kennedy contributes nicely, as well as Dr. Drew. This episode has been covered on the Adam and Dr. Drew show and the Adam Corolla show. Both, I believe, back in 2013, clips were played on air. May have even been mentioned a time or two since. Truly infamous episode with some really rare content, now complete. As per usual, as we record in 1997, some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the whole volume of your podcasts. And if you'd like to support more of my tape transferring efforts, please visit Patreon.com slash Giovanni. Mahalo and get on. Podcast1.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, eight. Welcome to with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number for Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist, and tonight we are, we are beside ourselves to have uh, Kennedy, MTV's Kennedy. As uh, as our guest here on Loveline, welcome Kennedy. Hi, thank Ken- you very Kennedy much. Kennedy is uh, Andrew. Kennedy is uh, not only a friend but a colleague. <laughs> a quiet one. A quiet colleague. We don't we don't see her that much because even though we both work for the same place, uh, which is MTV, she is over in New York most of the time, mm. and we're out here in Los Angeles. But uh, not only is she uh, on MTV and here to promote the uh, sports and music fest, which uh, basically uh, a lot of guitar riffs while guys um, break their femur on uh, snowboards. Uh, that'll be on the uh, 7th and 8th. It's really, uh, it's it's uh, uh, guitar meets uh, snowboard meets hemp meets a uh, bad ski beanie. All right. And uh, that'll air November uh, 7th and 8th. And then, is if that wasn't enough, and it's actually a nice warm-up for you, Kennedy. Yeah. Making uh, your four-way into... Um, four-way? Four-way. Four-way. <laughs> into... Thought bubble. Into uh, sports. You'll be going to uh, Nagano, Japan, in February for the uh, Winter Olympics. Hey! What CBS. are you going to announce? Or commentate? I'm going to... Uh, Curling. What? Curling. No. Okay. Snowboarding, freestyle skiing, and overall oh, stuff. Perfect for you. Yes. That's so perfect because uh, I, was it? Is it a? Uh, it's like snowboarding official this year. Yeah, it's a metal sport. Wow. Wh- it's, wh- it's so popular. Was it an exhibition one uh, the last Winter Olympics? Nope. It was a metal sport last. No, nope, it was it's, nothing. It's brand new. All right, it, perfect it? timing. So we can't have you know Chris Akanamaki 
and uh, whatever that uh, gay bald guy does a uh, sk- figure skating is. Uh, Scott Hamilton. I love. No, Scott not Hamilton. Scott Hamilton. Uh, the guy, oh yeah, the guy that that's Button, so Dick Buttons. Bitter, and yeah. all the women like he's like, oh, that was a triple axle. That was oh, God. That was sloppy. Was, yeah, we, they, she's put on some weight. I mean, he, he's like a bitter old man. At they can't have Dick Button uh, doing doing a hip thing like the snowboard. And they got some from the uh, MTV and generation. They can't have John Tesh. No, although we like John Tesh. I love John Tesh. And he, and Lord knows, he he's was... rangy enough to pull it off. Guy could uh, rock Is that Red the same Rock as and. <laughs> no, it's uh, he's got talent. That boy. Yeah, he does. So you'll be doing snowboarding, uh, freestyle skiing, yeah. and what was the last one? Um. Oh my. Tell me. I uh, just overall stuff. Who will you be working with? You know. Uh, the only person that I know who is confirmed is Jim Rippey, who's a professional snowboarder, and he'll be doing like the play-by-play technical analysis. And are you? How long are you going to be there for? Three weeks. Wow, that's cool. I sound like Clarice Starling tonight. I need those names, Doctor Lichter. <laughs> Drew has no idea what you're talking about. No, I don't. Signs of the lambs. <laughs> Jody Foster. Ding, ding, ding. This is uh, do, all right. Do you understand, by the way, why you would not want Drew in your audience if you were doing a stand-up gig, because you're making references to Silence <laughs> of the Lambs. You're making references to uh, things that most people know, part, 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 parts of pop culture. Yeah, part of the culture. You're, you're doing the you're doing the uh, you're doing the Jack thing where you're busting the axe through the door, going, "Here's Johnny," <laughs> and Drew's uh, sitting back there looking like a grouper uh, in an aquarium. <laughs> Because he's never seen the movie The Shining. Now, understand, if you're playing a gig, there may be 100, 200 people in the audience and only a handful of Drews. Yeah. He is my audience every single effing night. Uh, once in a while, the uh, gets I get a break when some uh, um, uh, drunken English folks come in here who hate America yeah. and uh, sit there and, and bag on our system of government. But normally it's Let just true. Adam is on, he gets these, these he gets so mad at me. We go on these little TV shows here and there mm-hmm. in town. And uh, the crew just cracks up at him when he's uh, delivering his usual <laughs> shtick, and I, I'm still not particularly impressed. And, it it uh, doesn't. He blames me. It's no. It sinks in after we just did the home and uh, the home and garden family, show, home family. home and family show, and we did a we did a fairly long segment. We did two segments that were maybe eight ten minutes long, and oh boy, we the, took the calls. And yeah. we took some calls and we did some chit chat with uh, uh, Ferrari and uh, Christine. Mike. Christine Ferrari yeah. and Mike and Maddie. Wait, Christine Ferrari. Wait a minute. What's her name? It's not Christine, is it? Am I nope. screwing up? Christina. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Ferrari. Point is, is the crew was laughing their ass off, and uh, the guests were laughing. And and when we left, I I thought to myself, "Hey, that was that wasn't that funny." But everyone was really laughing, and I thought it wasn't bad. It was kind of medium funny, but people (laughs) were really laughing. I wonder what was up today. And then I realized those are people who would have been laughing had they been in the studio. Instead, I'm looking at Drew, thinking every piece of material I'm doing is just dying a thousand deaths because Drew is either reading or giving me the grouper. (laughs) Give me the aquarium look. All right. Uh, but that's what makes this show really brilliant. Yeah, but it's gr- isn't it amazing that you can do a Silence of the Lambs reference in front of Drew and he just stares at you with that the is, you blank eyes? You never saw eyes. that movie? I uh-uh. read that book four times. I saw uh-uh. that movie like 18 times. I, I'm way behind. It won so many Academy Awards. I know. Awards. I know. Way behind. You I wouldn't like that. There's, I know. There's a lot of stuff I'm, that I am, go, I am oh, determined yes. to see. Uh, Dysfunctional I, Families. I Storm. I'm just determined to see that. Oh, I haven't, I haven't even seen that. And it's going to take me a month of planning. To yeah. get to see it. Is that the one where really? she was Is that was because a, of triplets? Triplets and work and whatnot. All right. All right, anyway. Uh, so is there what any... What do you think of the nanny? Do you think she's uh, guilty? Could be. Yeah. 
going away on a limb. Uh, later on in the show, they, they had they Newsweek had an article of her her uh, friends reacting in the mm. Great Britain. One of the girls had her mouth open. She had about fourteen pierces in her tongue. Oh really? Wow. I thought, oh, this well, is there you go. Uh, heroin addict, right? Or some, well, just something. You just wonder what well, what's that all about? All right, Drew. Now go back to whatever you're thinking before I started thinking what I'm about to think, which is well, uh, the uh, who sent this? The Scientology. Can I can I be part of the skit? Yeah, I think you could. It's going to turn to a sketch. Uh, later on tonight, uh, we won't do it just yet, but the Church of Scientology, which Drew called a cult at some point, although I certainly don't remember really ever talking about Scientology. And you I know, don't that's remember what they used you... to say about the Catholic Church. And the Protestant movement. Well, let me... Sure. Uh, I still consider Protestants cults, but, uh, cult, but listen, <laughs> listen to this. Any religion you that you Northern begin, Ireland? anything you begin, let's say, any religion that you start up within the last uh, couple hundred years or so, start it's, a cult. it's a cult. Yeah. If I start a religion tomorrow and it's just the three of us here in the room, it is, it's a cult. What about like Deepak Chopra and things like that? What about him? Do you think those are starting to be cults? Uh, yeah. Not really because there's no organization built around it yet. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of information, a lot of ideas. What about the, this whole like secular spirituality Movement yeah. where everyone goes, well, no, I, I'm not religious all the way. I'm very spiritual. Yeah, I don't know quite what to make of that. I mean, yeah. it, it, I'm so connected with the 12-step movement that it seems to me that it sort of it comes out of that Do you narrative. like the 12-step movement? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think you officially get from status of cult to religion until you force your uh, cult I ideals upon another country and kill a few uh, <laughs> hundred thousand people in the process. Then you become oh. an official religion. So until... Scientology goes to South America somewhere and slaughters a bunch of people and enslaves the rest. I don't think they're actually a religion at that point. No. What about what about the moderate drinking? I saw this on uh, on the cover. I think it was Newsweek. Yeah. And they people, said look, that uh, look, the, the program look. AA doesn't want you to hear about you no, know moderate drinking. Like you can total, have four drinks a no, week. This is totally BS. Look, there is a threshold. You you alcoholics are people with a certain genetic makeup that conditions or allows a conditioning of the reward system of the brain. Yeah. And that conditioning will continue to progress to a certain point and there'll be some threshold that you'll pass after which there's no going back. Hmm. Every alcoholic knows that for, now, for long just, periods of time in their life. Is that, is that compulsive any any reward activation, which can be thrill seeking, can be sex, can be criminal behavior, can be cocaine speed, marijuana, gambling. gambling. And but every addict knows that for long periods of time in their life they control it. They do moderate it. They do decide when to use and not to use. But the longer they're exposed to this, the greater the conditioning, the more intense the, the drives to use, and ultimately some threshold is passed. And once that's passed, no turning back. So no one knows what that threshold is. So you can talk about these intermediate drinkers that, yes, oh, yeah, they can moderate. Mm. There will be consequences, and there could be a lot of pain, a lot of uh, destruction of relationships. You're risking allowing somebody to moderate, but it can be done. Okay. I wasn't done with the cult thing here. Guys. All right. Sorry. All right. But listen. Um, but but, but I saw that and I thought of you. I was wondering what you thought about that because I was like, hmm, you know, maybe some people can't quit cold turkey and that's good for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. I broke wind uh, this afternoon and thought of Drew yeah. actually. Really? Uh, let me just because finish. of what you did to me for me last night. Oh, did I let I let a good one go last night in here, didn't I? Yeah, that was beautiful. Right in, in front of inches from Anne. You know, you know, it's funny too. Or from Lisa. Uh, I don't know what it is, but. Um, my ass is like the conch, the fishermen blow when, when they're coming in with uh, the harvest, you know, and everyone runs to the beach. It's like, there could be no one in this studio for six hours. Uh, I blow a good fart, and people actually run into this space. I mean, so I was standing with Drew in the studio last night right after the show, and, and I like, this said... This is why I've mastered my technique. I go, what? And... 
I did the old throat clear and break wind simultaneously, yeah. where I faced my mouth out one direction and my ass the other, and no one heard the fart but Drew. But no sooner did it escape my um, my tender cheeks than <laughs> Lisa and Sherry just came storming in. I mean, it's not as if they even walked in at a normal clip. They actually, like, stormed the place. They just came yeah. piling in as if the room had lifted up and tilted this way, and they just came sliding down into the place. And I, I swear, my ass beckons. It's like uh, the chuck wagon uh, dinner bell or something. Anyway, sorry I had to expose you that to uh, Lisa. Where's Sherry tonight, by the way? Home on um, home on oxygen. Okay, last night experience. Respirator. All right, we're not going to do the uh, Scientology. Um, uh, Let's get casual mock. <laughs> Thought out uh, apology, but uh, we will we will get to it at some point tonight. Here's basically. By the way, I, I don't think how I, would, I would typically not refer to them as a cult, so that's interesting. They would single me out as usual to complain about. Drew, uh, Drew, according to them, called Scientology a cult, and they sent a long-winded, uh, multi-page letter to producer Ann, which I have not read yet. But it goes uh, something like this: um, He's offended that we uh, that Drew called it a cult. He thinks my name is Andrew. <laughs> I love that. Or maybe he's just taking the word and and Drew and combined them into uh, one hybrid. And he wants us to apologize. And not only does he want us to apologize over there, he's actually scripted it for us. That's great. Which I would prefer, by the way, in real life. Is there a part for me? Can I be you know a naughty like, nurse? Yeah. We're not a cult. We can work you in here. Woo! You can uh, be like Tom Cruise's wife or something, mm -hmm. uh, Nicole Kidman. Um I wish that people would do this. I'd like to, uh, what's this guy, Greg uh, LeClaire. I would like to use this guy in real life, like when I F up with my family and stuff. He could actually just write out an apology, and I could just tape it and send it <laughs> in to them. I'll just do it over the air. Uh, Mom, I want you to listen between 10 and 10.45 on Tuesday. Uh, Greg has prepped a nice apology for me. I'm going to work Drew in, and it'll be very organic. Anyway. It like everyone's offended nowadays, and does, does everyone have time to write out these, these letters? Oh, do you get letters like this? No. This is uh, this I, is it's more strangely I I do and, and it's, I get it for even for uh, causes I champion. This is uh, as, as though you know I I will like say something out of yeah, something out of context they'll take and say uh, you know you're the one at fault here. You're All right, part of the, let, the let me just give uh, uh, Greg's uh, brief description here, uh, dear Ann, blah blah blah. I think the best way for them to handle this on the air would simply be to read my letter slash facts on the air. It could be during the beginning of the show <laughs> when they were talking back and forth before actually taking calls. It could be done in a professional manner, which takes responsibility for what he said. That sounded a little strange. Yet doesn't make him look bad. So, see, you could save some face and apologize, and I could come off as a you know professional at the same time. Uh, maybe we should, uh, I don't know, uh, Greg... Uh, again, Greg uh, LeClaire from, uh, what is that cult called again? <laughs> <laughs> no, from Scientology. I would I would like Greg to send in uh, other apologies for us to do. We could uh, apologize to the Jews for World War II on behalf of the Germans. Uh, we could apologize uh, to the blacks for uh, the enslavement and the oppression. Uh, whatever, whatever, whatever other Native groups Americans? need Native American. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. That'd be there'd be a runner, an you addendum could, to you that apology. Apologize for the internment of the Japanese during World War II. There's these are uh, Greg. These are all good topics. I hope you hear this and you're busily typing away. And um. Other religions we may have offended. Is we he a good writer? To. Well, it's uh, it's not real organic. Well, Drew, do you just want to try this? Let's no. just do the first half of it. Let's get some calls. Let's here. just do the beginning Are of the apology here. Are you going to call Adam or here. Andrew? Here, uh, Drew, you play yourself. 
Adam, I want to clear the air on something here. You mean you basically screwed up on something, and now <laughs> you're going to fix it, right? Basically, I just received a fax from the vice president of the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center in response to a statement on the air that I made about a week and a half ago. Andrew? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when you were talking about uh, blank, uh, what is oh, that? What are you talking about? I, I don't know what he was talking about. I don't about. know. What? Uh, I don't. I don't know what that blank is. He left a space. I guess he wanted me to improv there. He doesn't know me. I work <laughs> off a teleprompter. <laughs> and stated uh, that w they were a cult, like Scientology. Oh, I guess you're talking about some other uh, okay, religion. Adam, Andrew. Yes, the fax goes like this. Now you can read the whole letter. Oh, that's where you read the entire letter. Yes. Oh Does boy. Does anyone have that much time, though? Well, uh, I just apologize. Say I didn't call it a cult. Uh, I didn't. No, nor really would. No, here, let me apologize. Go screw yourself, you nutballs. All right, now. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. All send those letters, Adam Kroll. Oh, Adam listen. Kroll who gives a rat's ass? Please. <laughs> Signed, Andrew. Uh, listen, go. Uh, <laughs> go. Just go sign up another celebrity and uh, and give me a break, please. I I don't. There's one thing I don't understand about Scientology. Have you ever read Neil Ron Hubbard, Drew? No. No. But I'm sure I'm sure. I am reading that Thomas Hardy book. Which one? Uh, Far from the Madding Crowd. Love that book. Yeah. All right, let me just finish with my last statement. This is after Drew reads uh, the lengthy letter. Uh, no, Andrew. I'm not read <laughs> well, the guy makes some good points. What can you say? Uh, Drew, I'll do your last line here too. Yeah. Boy, that, talk about. Uh, I really God. don't know that much about the Church of Scientology. No, I don't either. I don't, either. I don't care about it, but the point is is uh, they are uh, they got to be a little bit screwed up to expect us <laughs> to go along with this uh, bizarre well, charade. I, I just think it, it's so strange. The only thing I find strange is that they're so quick to be on the defensive. I mean, what other religion or organization is like that? Like, you know, think, think of someone, you know, some crazy zealot, not that they're crazy zealots, but, you know, <laughs> that's such horrible... Here, let me help you dig the grave. <laughs> but, I mean, think about people who go out and, and say far worse things, and they get bagged on all the time, and, and you never see, like, Louis Farrakhan on talk shows going, Hey, and by the way, Pat Buchanan, you better take that back. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know why uh, Scientology is uh, why so, so quick, uh, yeah. so defensive. I mean, like, uh, I, I no would idea. just say, if, if I were part of that organization, I would just say, you want people to understand this case, rah, rah, you can't control everything. Well, they probably feel real passionately about what they believe in, yeah. and they take a lot of crap. But here's the thing. And, uh, here's well, that's how I'm with being a conservative. You know, you're, you're, right? you take a lot of crap. But I don't, you... go, I don't go, by the way, you filthy liberals. Right, but let me bring up one, one minor point, and then we, I swear to God we're taking a phone call, which is... For some reason, people are scared of Scientology a little bit, and I think they expect people to apologize and, and that sort of thing. Uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? There's, I don't know if they intimidate people or what they do, uh, if they rough them up or whatever, whatever it is that they do, whatever their means of getting people to comply with their wishes are. We'll but find out. People, tonight, yeah, we'll find out because people uh, generally don't bag on them too much, and then when they do, uh, they demand immediate apology, and people tend to apologize. Yeah, but, but why? Why demand an immediate? They apology? must do something. They uh, must, um, you know. Like, why not just let it go? Oh, well, because they're the insecure. Oh, they're idiots, please. Here, here's my uh, reply. Greg uh, LeClaire can kiss my ass and uh, and the ass of all my non-Scientologist friends. And so can Tom Cruise. Doug, you're 16. Was he a Scientologist? Yeah, um, um, ever since I was young, I used to look at uh, my dad's pornography I'd find in his room. Mm. And 
and I, I get this feel. I don't. A lot of people say, well, if you look at that, then when you get older, that's what your ideal woman will be. Well, it's not what I think, but uh, I was wondering that when I get older, is that going to be a problem for me? I've been looking at it since I was like eight. We have a case study in the studio. I beg your pardon, Kennedy, but right here, Adam. Yes. Andrew, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, what's it going to do? Are you looking at pornography since you were eight? Yeah, about eight, yeah. Mm. Pornography? Yeah, was it? Look at pornography. Well, first of all, is it, was it explicit pornography? Yeah, it was like videos I found mm. in my dad's room. That, well, see, videos are a yeah. little harsh. Before the, age of eight, I'm a, before the age of 12, I'm a little concerned. Was it? Yeah, but, but Playboys, I think, you know, it's like naked women, you know, yeah. big deal. Oh. But, but I think videos, that's just... Like, I remember my brothers and their friends had... They were all in, in the spare room, and I was like, I was like 11, and they had, they had um, some crazy porn video, like fast cars and fast, and I walked in, and I remember thinking, like, that is so gross, and I was just like, ew, you know, but it was like, and my brothers also had, like, Playboys all over their, their little treehouse, and, like, that wasn't that big of a deal, but, like, seeing the actual stuff was a little... Yeah, it's a little traumatizing, somebody yeah. under the well, I don't, I don't look at, like, Hustler and stuff, cause I think that's, I don't look at that, I mean, I, Playboys are not... Is it a it. video of somebody turning the pages of a Playboy, or no, is it no, explicit it's like sex? hardcore. I see. There was and some we, confusion yeah, there. Out the blankets, yeah. What about the blankets? <laughs> what do you do with those blankets? Uh, Boil them? them soil them? All right, as far as... Pass them out? It's, uh, pass out the blankets. You mean, like, the wet naps? <laughs> no. Or they hide it, it was me and a friend of ours. Yeah, we'd we'd watch the video and pass out the blankets. They'd yeah, hide hide themselves under not the blankets. Not in front of each other. Oh, so you'd have a spankathon under the your mom's yeah. linen. I'm not sure what the pass out the blanket meant. It's just their little their little. Uh, ritual. masturbation. I see. All right, uh, I'm down with oh, that. Oh, good lord. Listen, as far as the masturbation the, is duel of the devil, isn't it, Drew? As far as the the research that I've done on uh, early exposure to pornography, uh, so far the only side effect I can tell is a uh, real hairy ass. Uh, that's well, how were you able to first, figure out first exposed? Exposed pornography? Oh, yeah. I, you know, like I, on a regular. They didn't basis. have pornography when I was a kid, right? So you got Playboy when you were like twelve. Oh, I, I like fished a uh, Playboy out of a trash dumpster when yeah. I was uh, eleven, and yeah. that was as, as much kept as that I got. For three years. I got it with me tonight. It's <laughs> enshrined. Yeah. Uh, so but it did, it no, did didn't affect your. It. it did affect your ideas about women, though, didn't it? It did. Well, you've said that that became your sort of image of woman. Well, look, any woman I saw, you know, so did uh, B Barbara Eden. I mean, come on. Anyone who looked good when I was 10 became my image of woman. Okay. I mean, so did, you know, uh, you know, the mom from the Partridge. Well, I wasn't hot on her, but I did like Adrian Barbeau from... Uh, I knew her name would come up eventually. From Maud. <laughs> I was pretty into her. All right, anyway. Was she in Cannibal Run? Yeah, she was. She played uh, the one with the really big jugs. Yeah. <laughs> Like the kind I had before I went and saw Drew's surgeon friend. Hey, by the way, I uh, saw a picture of uh, Kennedy naked, although she was covering her own parts. And uh, I wasn't aware of this picture. Quite tantalizing. And I didn't know she had a tattoo. Oh, you didn't know about that? No. You know what it is? It's an arrow? No. It's right by her crotch. I don't know what it was. It's an what? elephant. Oh, it's an elephant? Republican oh, elephant. I see. Oh, very cool. Although I'm reading so much more libertarian. Yeah. Uh-oh. i got to get the uh, mark of the Scientologist. Yeah, a little bit. What is the? Did you uh, read that book, Libertarianism? No. All right, listen, we're going the to break. Boaz. We're going to break. We're going to break. We're going to break. All right, uh, I'm going to get the mark of the Scientologist, which is, um, I think, it's just a word processor. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is one eight hundred love one nine one. Loveline, right back.
This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Hi, this is Bill Bellamy, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. No, all right. I've got to begin participating Kennedy, in society. Stop <laughs> talking to Drew about stuff that exists in current society, please. Detlef Shrimp was a name that uh, Kennedy just said to Drew about mm, seven times in a row, and Drew just kept going, What? And Kennedy, <laughs> not knowing that Drew is not involved uh, with the human race, kept going, Detlef Shrimp. And Drew would go, Huh? <laughs> You had curried shrimp? That left shrimp. <laughs> I, I, you just kept, please, don't pay, don't pay attention to him, Kenny, unless it's a, a medical issue. Is, is that left shrimp? Have, have, I have small glands. All right, we're moving I'm, on. Are you all right? Yeah, I just have a little congestion from the plane. Yeah. You always, you know, for someone who, uh, you know, does as much stuff as you do, yeah. you, you know, you're not, uh, and, and you're young. Yeah. And you're virgin, right? Maybe. Okay. What, are you living that down? What? I play that up. I bet Tesh nails are in uh, Osaka. <laughs> they get yeah. like a room. They get like they get a quick uh, weekend getaway. All right. The point is, is um, you're always having some kind of ailment. Mm. I mean, don't take it the wrong way. No. Yeah. Is it, is it Drew? Is it just me? Please. No. She says she's quite at ease with uh, her hypochondriasm. Yeah. Oh, do you, are you a little bit high? I'm a total hypochondriac. Oh, okay. And, and I've come to terms that, and and I tell people that before I tell them what's bothering me. I met a woman today who wouldn't shake my hand. It was kind of weird. I thought I've about Kennedy. I've gotten over that, though. No, oh, have I've, you? I've really gotten over that. I had one. I don't, I, although I do have two bottles of Purell in my house. That's the instant <laughs> hand sanitizer. Oh, really? One in the car. Oh, man. I, but I've gotten a lot better about that. But I, I have come to terms with the fact that I am a hypochondriac because there's no way that one human being can be convinced. That, what have I had this year? I've had a brain tumor, mm-hmm. MS. I've had a stroke. I've had... Um, m- Oh, what asthma. is myocardial infarction? I've had asthma. Um, did I say MS already? Yes. Because I had that. I had, like, I've had edema. I mean, I've, <laughs> really? I've had high blood pressure. I've, I've had anemia. I've had every possible thing you can you can imagine. There's no way anyone can have all those things. Emphysema? Like, I, I had that. We'd be a great team, because I'm the guy, I'm the antithesis of that. I'm like, hey, uh, there's blood in my stool. <laughs> uh, what are we going to do? Anyway, I'm going to watch some TV. Yeah, I, I had dysentery. I bet it'll go away. Like yeah, every oh, every single thing, like my my stomach hurts because I I produce way too much stomach acid and I have acid reflux. Yeah, I so I'm like I'm like okay, well now I have throat cancer. I didn't really put two and two together. I just thought every time I saw, I see Kennedy mm, three four times a year maybe. Yeah. There's always something up, yeah. and I just figured that's yeah, just you know bad coincidence or something that she's going through a tough no, phase. No, if there's anything I really have, it's just it's just a touchy stomach. 
chronic right. gastritis, mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe some like issues in my okay because uh, but you're working this out no, right. Yeah. Yeah, because you're right, young. Right, Drew? Because yeah. this stuff gets worse with age. I'll tell you what. It does get worse with age. And, uh, but I, I heard can't between tell 25 you. and 30, it's the absolute worst. Like all of these, I can't all these tell you how many 80 and 85-year-olds. No, yeah, 16, 65. Yeah. Yeah. And it's if you're Jewish, totally all bets are I'm hoping, like, by the time I get to 30, yeah. I'll reach some level of comfort and just get so sick of it that I don't even think about it anymore. Uh, not without a little work. Hmm. All right, you do the work. I know it goes against your um, Republican teachings to uh, get involved with therapy, but... I think it's important. Uh, but you know what? I thing. consider this therapy because yeah. it's so cathartic coming to see the Thank both you. of you. And you know, I consider the uh, sports and music fest, which airs on <laughs> November seventh and eighth on uh, the fabulous MTV network, uh, hosted by the beautiful and uh, sickly Kennedy, to be a uh, form of uh, catharsis, if that's a word. Catharsis. <clears throat> Casey. Yes. You're 21. Well, as long as we're talking about religion. Casey. Yes. Go right ahead. Yes. Hi. My question is, um, um, my dad, I, like, walk in on him all the time, like, not in the house, but, like, outside and stuff, and he's, like, constantly masturbating. Outside? And I don't know what's wrong with him. He has a wife, and, I mean, they have, like, an active active sex life. I mean, they, you know, they're Uh, both, like, into it all the time. He's masturbating outside, like, um... Out by the pool. (laughs) How old are you? I'm 21. He doesn't know that I'm seeing him. Yeah. Uh, because now I'm cautious when I walk outside. Double up on that diatomaceous earth. It'll catch a lot of that stuff. Ugh. First but, time around. But, like, what's wrong with him? Good question. He's a chronic masturbator. And something was wrong with him, though. I mean, the fact that he would do it outside, that he would do it in such a way that your da- his daughter could see it. Mm. Uh, something was up. No, Adam, something was up there. No, I am. I'm thinking, like, brain tumor or something. <laughs> I mean, something's up. And he's Although, wait a minute. Now 40. I'm scared. <laughs> He's what? So he just turned forty. So if age has anything to do with it, because I've never like noticed it before. Um, well, I think you would notice your dad masturbating. I think that's not one of the things you breathe over. How many times have yeah. you seen him do this? Um, well, I've been living with him now for about three months, and I think I've caught him about five times. Oh God, uh, that's a horrible ratio. He's on a roll. And go ahead and put a zero behind that five uh, <laughs> for the amount of times that he's done it in that three months. What else is going on? Make with it him? two zeros. Um, nothing really. I mean, he's a normal guy as far as I know. He's not into drugs and. What's um, he do for a living? He's a janitor. Mm-hmm. Him and my stepmom have their own business. Well, let, let me. They work at night. Uh, um, Casey. Yes. Why are you living at home at 21? Because I don't know. I just moved back in. I'm thinking about going back to school. You know, it's kind of funny. Sometimes people answer initially with um, something that's so affirmative they think it's going to jar a good answer out of them. <laughs> Um, why are you living at home at 21, Casey? Because. <laughs> because I don't know. Yeah, I was waiting for, you know, um, going to law school or something like that, but uh, nothing came. But I think that that's pretty common nowadays because I know a lot of people who moved out when they were 17, yeah, 18, like, like I did. I and then and then a lot of them, either go they, they got halfway through school yeah. and just didn't like it or couldn't afford it, and they, they moved back in for a while. But I think that's more common nowadays because um, people, like so many people's parents got divorced and things like that. Like they're waiting longer to get into relationships. And, right. And they really want fulfillment, so they're waiting longer to well, like people find are living, like that. People are having 10, 15 careers now in a lifetime, yeah. and they're living uh, 20 years longer than they used to. So everything has been pushed back. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Everyone's parents aren't masturbating out by the pool all the time. But I don't. I don't think that has anything to do with her. Like I don't yeah. think uh, the twenty-one-year-old. Like she sounds pretty well adjusted. Like no, I think that, not, that's pretty normal. I'm just. Uh, I'm just defending Kate. I understand. I'm just. I'm just poking around a little bit, mm. seeing if anything peculiar pops up. Uh, have Have you ever confronted him on this? No. No. Does he notice you when you notice him? I don't think so. 
I think that would possibly be the most embarrassing conversation I could ever have with I my know. father. I can't even talk to my dad about buying tampons or something. Like, I'm not going to go and you know ask him why he's doing this. Yeah, exactly. Like I could never go to my dad. Uh, could you get me some uh, ultra thin maxi pads? Could you stop to the? Uh, is that talk? with the wings, honey? <laughs> could you talk to the stepmom? I probably could, but then she'd probably get really mad at him because I don't even know if she knows that he does this all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I know. All right. But, but, listen. I just want to know if they're. What's wrong with him? Why would someone keep doing this over and over? Because I listen to you guys all the time, and there was this one caller one time, and her girlfriend or, or me, or, um, her boyfriend was like doing it all the time. And Drew said that he has a problem, and but I didn't catch it all, and I don't really remember. The well, there's, there's lo again, we'd have to talk to him to know exactly what's going on. There's Is he there? Yeah, people, He's people in have the become. Somewhere. Can we can we get him on the phone? No, no, no. no. Yeah, I don't know. You, you, you better use the paging system. Uh, <laughs> don't actually go looking for him. We don't know that he's actually hypersexual. We just know that he's inappropriate. If he really had become hypersexual, consequences around the sexual acting out, or real excessive sexual activity, both suggest something wrong psychiatrically. Either an addiction to sexual behaviors and or an acting out of some past trauma. But this is 40, and it seems to be something new. I mean, you do worry about things like brain tumors. There's something called a Kluver Busey syndrome, where people. Oh, don't see now. I have to. He's got a, uh, more grist for the mill. Uh, where people become hypersexual. It's yeah, originally done. Forget that. Studied on monkeys. Uh, <laughs> it was. They, they just put a little cut in a certain part of the brain, and the monkeys became hypersexual. Oh, really? Um, all right. Anyway. Uh, All right. So she's. Uh, listen. It's just. It's just. I mean, she needs to get out of the home. There. The just. The boundaries don't sound good. It just doesn't sound like quite a healthy environment. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like she's doing a whole lot anyway. So just pull it together and get out of there. But um, as far as dad goes, uh, so you see him doing it a couple times. You're over the initial shock. <laughs> You've seen it five times. At least she's not twelve. She's twenty-one. Ugh. Yeah. Josh. Ugh, that's yeah. You're fifteen. Right. I, this I'm may going. be dad's subtle attempt to get her out of the house. Uh, by the way, uh, if, I, if my kid gets over twenty, still living at home, I begin the um, the public displays of masturbation. I was eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. You moved to the garage then, though, didn't you? No, I moved in the garage when I was um, uh, about seventeen and a half or eighteen, and then. Uh, they actually, I'm one of the few, few people whose parents basically said, listen, uh, we need room for the car. We need room. You need to move out. And I moved out, and they took the converted garage and made it back into a garage. Wow. Plenty of driveway, by the way. But uh, anyway, that's an issue for the therapist. Uh, I moved out at 19, I think. I, was, uh, I don't remember what month it was or whatever, but I was either about to turn 19 or 19 when, when I moved out. But Kenny, you were supporting your family by 16. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. But then again, they're gypsy horse thieves. <laughs> Josh? My mom yeah. hates it when I say that. They're Romanian, and she's really sensitive about that. I wow. always joke that they're horse thieves, hmm. and she's always like, don't say that in front of my mother. Like, my, my grandmother, Mima, you know, like, she's going to be going, oh, no, the bridle, I forgot the bridle, I should have stolen all of the equipment. <laughs> you know, but they weren't horse thieves. They were nice people, no. probably farmers. Gypsies, but... Yeah, but gypsies, nice. and they stole children, I'm actually... Listen, I know German. the share song. I know what's going on. Josh? Yeah? You're 15. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? All right, ever since I was, like, about five or six, my mom's been telling me that I'm going to sleep with her lesbian partner, you know? What do you mean? Well, see, my mom's a lesbian. Right. And, like, ever since I was about five or six, she's been telling me I'm going to sleep with this lady. Wait, wait, what kind? Uh, how would that come up? At the dinner table? I mean, I, I, thank, I mean, thank you like, for repeating the question verbatim just a little bit slower. I, it just, like, pop up, like, out of the blue. Like, my mom would be laying in, in bed, and then she'd, like, say it. And she's been saying it to me like for like ten years now. What? I, first of all, it, it's so bizarre. 
What's her point? All right, hold on, Josh. Yeah. We got to go to break. Uh huh. I want you to rethink this question a little bit, <laughs> so that you can help us understand. You well, know well, the, like, context well, the context. When would she bring this thing up? What, what did she mean by it? I'll tell you what you do. What do you think she was up to? Think what is her history? What's the matter with your mom? Is she just so horrendously insecure that she's like, "You're gonna sleep with my All lesbian right, partner"? Listen, we're trying to go to. I'm sorry, Kenny. We're trying to go to break. True, but quiet. Think about the last time she told you this, uh-huh. where where you were, what the situation was, and then you'll tell us all about that when we come back. Welcome to the biggest show on earth, thrills galore, the strangest freaks, the highest acrobats, and the funniest clowns. Love one, we'll be right back. You've worked hard all summer, and now you deserve new blinds. Reward yourself with Blinds Galore Labor Day Sale, where you can get up to 50% off everything. One of the biggest sales of the year, so visit BlindsGalore.com before it ends Tuesday, September 8th. Even though summer is almost over, sun is still going strong. Blinds Galore has the right window coverings to slash your home's heat gain up to 50%. Save you up to $150 of your energy bill. You're tired of getting off the couch just to keep the sunlight out of your eyes. Blinds galore. New smart blinds even connect directly to your smart home, allowing you to program to fit your schedule, giving you total control from anywhere you might be. You're just one cord pull, one click away from nice dark room. No glare, no distractions. Whether you need more privacy to sleep in, to cool down, or just fix up your room, BlindsGalore.com has just what you're looking for. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you Dr. Drew. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hi, this is Nev Campbell, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All righty. Who is that, Mike? Oh, Nev Campbell. Yeah. All right, then. Loveline. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew and MTV's and uh, soon-to-be CBS's Winter Olympic queen, the Snow Princess Kennedy, is here tonight, who I just, uh, boy, it's always uh, always a good time. Yeah, always. Uh, Yeah. Uh, it's too bad that people can't enjoy it. It's more fun off the air. We sit around, and we discuss... uh, Lots of fun topics. Yeah. I think um, I would uh, venture to say that uh, between Drew, myself, and Kennedy, we 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 just about cover cover all bases. I mean, uh, we're we all have our strengths and weaknesses, and um, are we narcissists? Yeah. Yes. And together, <laughs> is uh, anyone on television a narcissist? Different versions of it. That's funny. Is that's anyone funny, on TV not uh, not a narcissist? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I meant. Is there? Yeah, is there anyone? Who's not a narcissist? I don't like to do that stuff. Does that mean uh, that I'm uh, less narcissistic? I don't appreciate doing stuff. I don't want to do stuff. I try and look like someone else. (laughs) Everybody has narcissistic issues. All right, but when we go to film the TV show, if they told me, hey, the camera tipped over and broke uh, that morning, I would be elated and run home immediately and not answer the phone. That has nothing to do with your character structure. That's called laziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how can I be a narcissist if I don't want to do the filming? You're lazy. I have oh. a question. All right, so my laziness is overridden uh, my, my narcissism. My mother brought up a very interesting point. She said that um, everyone sort of like 
they they have some sort of arrested development at yes. some point in their childhood, yes. and she thinks some that, piece of that hers is ten, and that and that once in a while she'll revert back to that. And she's she's an incredibly intelligent woman, mm -hmm. and uh, and it, it's so interesting that she brought that up because now like I meet people and I try and figure out like how Where old they are. Most of the arrests though are uh, are are more functions of pieces of of. Stuckness between the ages of zero and four, zero okay. and two, yeah. and that they certainly have repercussions later on, and they may have sort of <clears throat> secondary kinds of experiences that they're more easy to remember. Is, uh, but that the real issues of, are uh, much more primitive. Of wedgitude, the uh, stuckness. Well, no, some piece of themselves right. is stuck in the Go ahead because of a lack of perfect empathic responsiveness on the part of parents. There's well, no such well, thing. Well, couldn't Adam be like like 16? Like he's always going to be like a, he'll always have that like 16 year old mentality or something right. like that. All right, I'll go with that. All right. There's something more primitive going on. He had a whole castration thing going on there. Ew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what year was I castrated, by the way? Do you remember the dream we talked about? Oh, well, just because uh, my, uh, my the two haunchy women His mother uh, and tried, grandmother. To, tried to drown me in the deep end of a swimming pool by uh, beating me to death with my own genitalia does not uh, oh, mean I have right. issues, Drew. Please. They came up with that dream one day in the, on the air, just like uh, he was talking about the weather. <laughs> you know how so dreams are. Excellent. You're walking down Main Street, breathing through a snorkel. You can't make no sense of that. <laughs> Come on now, Drew. Josh. I have, I have great All right, let, listen. I, I, you know, we'll do four hours of talk tonight, and um, I'll, I'm, in, in, you know, you know what? I'm the one who'll get yelled at. Oh yes. Oh yes. It's your fault. All right, who, so who quiet. Yells at you, I want to go to calls. Nobody. But if there's yelling, <laughs> I will be the recipient of the yelling. Will not be Kennedy or Drew. Josh, yeah, you're 15. You're on with Kennedy. What's going on? Well, I told you guys that. Oh right. Like five or six. My mom's been telling me. I, you were gonna. You were, her, let uh, him finish. Lesbian partner and everything. You were gonna tell us, describe to us the last time in which this came up, the last circumstance. It was probably about mm, a couple months ago. And what were you doing? I was just sitting down in, on my mom and dad's bed, and she just. And my mom's friend was over there. This was morning, evening. Was your like, mom's still married to your dad? Uh-huh. And your mom's a lesbian? Uh-huh. She has a lesbian she's lover. She's like lesbian, but she's bi. Mm -hmm. And this, this lover lives in the house with... Uh, no. Just comes over for coffee cake on Sundays. They're like best friends and everything, wow. but yeah. they're like... Yeah. You okay, so you were, si you were sitting there in the bed and... Sure, let him tell the whole story. Yeah, tell the whole we, story. what were you talking about? What was happening? What was happening when she told me? All right, I'm hanging up on you, Josh. Just tell the last time she brought this up. Exactly. True, you be quiet. Let him happened. say it. Last time she brought it up, I was sitting on the bed, and she just, like, they were talking. I go in there, and she goes... What were they talking about? All right, hold know, on I a second. <laughs> Drew, shut the F up. You're going to get nothing from this guy. Listen, go. here we're... Hey, Adam, get the call up. Let's go. Listen here. First off, no more coffee for Drew. He's spinning out of control. You know, and Kennedy, mm -hmm. you are like, uh, you are like, uh, some. You, you are fanning the flame of Drew. He usually, I am not. I don't blame you. He's inspired. He usually comes in here and just wilts for two hours, <laughs> like a like a like a, 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 a omelet left under a heat lamp. <laughs> <laughs> like, How about a souffle? With the, with the cheese driven down the side and everything. Tonight he's boy, he's going a mile a minute. And don't think I don't appreciate that, Drew. But in small doses, I'm not used to uh, to dealing with it. Now my instructions to Josh were, come up with the story and tell us in detail when we come back. Just let him tell it, Drew. You don't have to keep jumping in because Josh is very easily distracted. All right. 
And don't pout. You know I'm right, Drew. Just uh, let him do it. And if he doesn't come through, I'll hang up for him. All right, he, <laughs> Drew's turned his own mic off. It's really, it's like a kid beating himself with his own, it's like a, no, you know, it's like, it's like a dog smacking himself with a rolled up newspaper. No, leave it off. Engineer <laughs> Mike won't know to turn it on. <laughs> All right, Josh. That's a good uh, analogy, by the way. Thanks. You have 30 seconds to tell your story. All right, I walked in the room and my mom and her friend, they were talking, I don't know what they were talking about. And I sit down on the bed. And she, my mom looks at me, and she goes, hey, Josh, one of these days you're going to sleep with her. And that's it, and I left. Because it's just stupid. Okay. And, that uh, is stupid. And what what do you think your mom is getting at with this? I mean, what would her intention be? Could you guess? I think, to me, I think that she wants me to be the one that has the baby, you know, for with her. So that she's going to leave your dad. No, not my mom. Right, but that that your mom and her are going to become a become a full time couple, and that she's going to get pregnant. What was that? A piss's mother. No, my mom don't want to get pregnant again, but the lady. All right, now I'm hanging up on you because um, oh, you deserve to be um, uh, raped by a lesbian. <sighs> I didn't understand that call. I was trying to exp I was trying to get to the point that. The mom and the lesbian wanted to start a family and mm. needed the sperm of um, Josh in order to do, impregnate her lesbian partner. But Josh could not get off the having sex with his mom. This is a, a terribly angle. S disturbed situation, Josh. Uh, I would, Ugh. if you feel up to it, confront your mom with how this BS makes you feel. Uh, that for her to sort of... Uh, smother you with her own pathology is just uh, reprehensible. Ugh. This is just not parenting. Ugh. I don't know what this is. I don't know if your mom has a history of being in out of prisons or hospitals or what, but this is a very disturbed situation. Keep your boundaries. Make sure you're clear what it is your will and will not do, and uh, I'm sorry you're stuck with parents like this. Pick up Dianetics. <laughs> there could really be some insight uh, in there. Josh, no kids, right? No. No kids. Your mom is nutty. Your dad is nutty. I'm, I'm going out on a limb and saying your sister and grandparents are nutty, too. I don't have a sister. Okay. If she was here today, she would be nutty. Yeah. Josh, you need to get yourself out of there on your... You, you know what, Josh? Yeah. Join the military. I planned on it. Join there early. Go. go early. Semper Fi, brother. Get out of there and, <laughs> and, and salvage your own sanity. Semper Fi, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, that camaraderie that those ex-Marines have with one another, it's really... Here's what we're looking at for Josh here. We're looking at a uh, lesser of uh, a few evils. Yeah. And uh, the military is a, is a, would be a... Um, no, he'd at least have that, a spiritual it, renaissance. Well, at least and, that and, provides him with external structure when we know damn well he has no internal structure. Oh, can you imagine? Anna. Hi, guys. Hey, you're 17. Yep, I called about a month ago because I was raped. Do you guys remember my call? About school, how the teacher mm -hmm. told. A, yeah, 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 I do. Um, you, you had a guy from your class. Um, no, it was you were raped, and a guy from your class was, like, uh, screwing with you or something. You told your yeah. teacher in confidence, and he went out and right. told a bunch of people. Okay, oh, right. Horrible. Well, no, he told, he told people in authority, and, and yeah. they tried to help her. Oh. Yeah, but... Um, he wasn't like he was reading the cafeteria uh, menu. And <laughs> announced it. 
But she felt humiliated. Oh, that's what it seemed like, like to his other classes. Oh, a chip beef, uh, corn on the cob, uh, apple cobbler, and <clears throat> by the way, Anna was uh, raped uh, some months back. Um, okay, uh, uh, we'll uh, continue with the Pledge of Allegiance after this. All right, so Anna. Well, I finally got into therapy. Good. And I'm in my. Th- I just went for my third week. And I feel a whole lot better than I did before I called. Good. And I just wanted to thank you guys so much. Good. Are you, are you are you understanding a little bit the spirit in which people were sort of coming to your aid? Yeah, but it was just how it was done, how it was handled. In right. The yeah. so but you know, it's it's about. it's amazing because um, Kenny, you didn't have the privilege of being here when Anna called a few weeks back. But I now uh, bits and pieces of the call are coming back to me. And the thing about uh, the show is we do so many calls that it's more feelings than it is uh, dialogue that mm. you remember. Yeah. And Anna was very defensive, yeah. and Anna didn't want to let anybody in, and Anna felt uh, very betrayed by the teacher. And, and, it, we, and it wasn't a problem. Remember, somebody read an essay or something, and say, and they said, how do you know, you, you know, why are you such an expert in this thing, right? Yeah. And, right. And, and, and she, we w- blurted it out in class. Well, she was like, well, what, have you been raped? Totally to me. And I started crying during the... And we, w- we, um... <laughs> I started crying during class when someone read an essay on uh, about his mom was a hippie. Actually, but um, anyway, um, w- you're very defensive, and we were trying to explain to you that uh, although the teacher, you may feel like the, t- the teacher betrayed you, in reality, they were just trying to do their job and get you some help and yeah. so on and so forth, and you were still very defensive about the whole thing, and uh, lo and behold, three weeks later, you called and uh, it's working out. you're self-actualized. Well, yeah, it just felt different coming from you guys because I didn't know you guys, and having that perspective, I was like, well. Oh, all right, we help. All right, don't get cocky now. With your new mental attitude. <laughs> I'm not cocky. All right, Adam. Well, don't worry, Adam is. You're doing fine. Good well, luck, thank Anna. Thank you so much, guys. Our Take pleasure. care. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that's what nice. What a nice girl. See. Curing America, one uh, adolescent at a time. That's beautiful. That's our motto. Drew, you like that? Yeah, I do. I'm sorry I yelled at you, man. It was just... Oh, uh, <laughs> just your Drew was really spinning out of control, which he rarely does. What, right. because you? Because every time I, I come here, I get them all worked up beforehand. No, you you really do. I no. Here, here's what I'm saying is, um, you're stimulating, Kennedy. Oh. And you're easy on the eyes. <laughs> but you're you're you know you're stimulating. So, uh, it's and her, her anxiety I pick up on and usually, spin out with. Usually, yeah. sort of Drew just sort of sits back and 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 you know hangs out and weathers the show. Yeah. He, he gets through it so he can get now to listen, the important part I, I of life, been, like I, driving home. I have <laughs> been. You've been complaining about that for like a month now, and I've been. Uh, Really trying to you, you see what it's done. Stay engaged and be awake. It's got you back. You're reading bios. Yeah, now you know. He's been doing this about six times longer than you have. I know. He's arguing with Chumbawamba last night. It was. Wow. Yeah, I would have liked it for that. Yeah. He's really coming back. And now you. Uh, what is it? And what's the deal? I can never make you happy. I am stoking. Man. You, I'm stoking your fire, Drew. I can't be perfect enough for you, man. No matter what I do, it's not good enough. Here, uh, uh, we need the guy from uh, Dianetics to. Uh, could you could you whip up an apology for Drew? Uh, uh, sort of uh, put a little, uh, sprinkle a little outrage and righteous indignation in there. And if we could fax that over, uh, you could use that tomorrow night. You for me. Uh, I'd like to. I'd like to have an apology too. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, I'll be playing the part of Andrew. Kick it! I want to love you. Love line will be right back, and boy, will we be mad if you bail. Oh, <laughs> 
It's the interview the sports world has waited for. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant reunited on the big podcast with Shaq. To me, the most important thing was really just keep your mouth shut, right? You don't need to go to the press with stuff. We keep it internal and we, you know, we have our arguments and our disagreements. I read an article where you said you're going to kill him. I said, <laughs> yeah, I, I did say that, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> Do you remember that day, Kobe? Yeah, of course I remember that day. And I was like, all right, well, come on then. <laughs> he keeps telling people, listen, it wasn't like that, it wasn't like that. And my response is, I don't care what they think. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. It's Loveline Kitties, uh, back with the phone number, back with the fax number, back with the date and the time, and MTV's Kennedy, all in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. We're back on Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Tonight our guest, the Firestarter, Kennedy from MTV and uh, soon to be seen on the uh, CBS Winter Olympics in uh, Nogano, Nagano. Uh, Nagano, Japan, which is in uh, February. She'll be covering the young hip stuff. And uh, who better than uh, Kennedy? And boy, what a um, what an honor. You know, I mean, you're almost uh, representing your country a little bit. I mean, you know, the athletes are there representing their country, but you have an amazingly huge audience. I'm going to hone into as much of the diplomacy as I possibly can. Yeah, I think... uh, You know, I'm just going to work myself into being the spokesperson for the Western world, not just the United States of America. I wouldn't be surprised if you came out of Japan with like a big cigarette endorsement or something. Yeah, that's that's what I want. I want tobacco money. Mm -hmm. Hard liquor. uh, I, I want some spokeswomanship for a large humanitarian organization. Is that too much to ask? I think you could. Uh, I Is think that you narcissistic? Because I really think no. No, I, 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 no, I am. I'm very excited to go over. I, I you know, everyone is, is watching the Olympics on TV, and to, sure. to be able not only to uh, be a spectator, but to somehow participate in the broadcast of that, to me, is so exciting. And it's it's not only an honor, but you'll be immortalized. I mean, you really, you really will. It's like we were talking about the other day. Disney we had character. someone in here, yeah. right? It's going to be a Disney character. Yeah. It's like, well, hopefully they'll, they'll at my, uh, my former high school, Lakeridge High School, they'll, they'll have some sort of uh, 18-foot statue of. Me, oh sure. Yeah. You know, and and uh, there'll be foundations in my name. The 15-foot one is now uh, obsolete with the uh, onset of the, uh, the Japan gig, so they'll have to uh, lift it up three feet to 18. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, I really took a long time getting that one out. Uh, Ann, uh, have you talked to uh, Greg LeClaire? No, not yet. No, okay. Yeah, I left a message. We're trying to get in touch with uh, Greg LeClaire, who's the vice president um, of the Church of Scientology Celebrity Center. The Celebrity Center sounds like so much fun. Oh, it's a beautiful building. It's, I mean, can uh, you go there and really meet celebrities? Like th- Delta Burke? I think you just take pictures with them there. Uh, yeah. It's... Uh, they got bumper pool. It's great. They live. Uh, the Celebrity Center is probably um, quarter mile from my house. I pass it on a daily huh. basis. Huh. It's right up there on uh, Franklin by huh. the Hollywood Freeway there right. near Gower in uh, Franklin, and I pass I it on the way to the uh, hardware store. And it is a beautifully maintained place. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! It's like Disneyland. It's uh, like the Palais de Versailles. 
Yes. Is that in Disneyland? Yeah, yeah, it is. Epcot Center, then. I'm so it's, stupid. It's right next to Touchy-Feely World. There are people out there polishing that big brass sign in front of there. I mean, I have seen. I've seen uh, John Travolta with a uh, pair of hedge clippers in his hands and a Tom Cruise doing some weeding on the weekend up there. But it's a beautifully manicured place. It's an old 20s. Looked like a... Do you know what I'm talking about, by the way? You can see it off the Hollywood Freeway. Have you, yeah, have you ever been in that area? No. The Gower Gulch? It looks like a beautiful old 20s hotel that has been completely renovated, and right. it's huge. Right. I mean, there, it must be seven, eight stories, and it must have hundreds of rooms, and I have no idea uh, what goes on in there, but there's probably like the DeCavett wing or something Is like that. Is he No, I don't know, no. but he's a celebrity. Yeah. And after all, this is the celebrity thing. And I'm thinking, uh, I'm no Tom Cruise, but... Um, Indeed. Certainly, I have some celebrity. Possibly, I could get in there and uh, work hash out some of my own spiritual problems. So, um, anyway, Greg uh, LeClaire, who uh, sent us a long fax, and it was kind of PO'd about uh, Drew calling um, Scientology a cult, uh, would uh, would do your um, dear religion proud but to uh, sort of answer the phone and let us know. And, and you just you added your 25 cents in there. Yeah. And, and you really did. You went ahead and called it a cult and well, told them all to kiss your butt and the butt of all <laughs> We were just a little offended because Greg... Um, Greg included a written apology that we'd like uh, Dr. Drew and uh, Andrew, who I'm guessing be myself, uh, to read over the air. All right, unless it's uh, Andrew Stevens, uh, the guy who starred in uh, The Bastard. Don't remember That's that. Uh, don't remember that. Uh, I haven't seen The Shining. Don't remember that show. Oh, long time. First TV, right, right after Roots. Hmm. That's when it came out. Bryce. Yes. Hey, you're 24. What's going on? Not much, man. Kennedy, Dr. Drew, Adam, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller, and a huge fan of all you. Oh, Thank um, you. Thanks, Brian. All right. I heard of a procedure real quick. I've got two quick questions, but first I heard of a procedure where you can cut the skin under your tongue to basically make your tongue longer. Have you guys ever heard of that? I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. The Gene Simmons? Is that what, did he actually do that? I heard well, that. Well, that, that was like the big rumor when I was in second grade. My brother wanted to do it. <laughs> Drew, not it's, Gene it's, Simmons, the old... Uh, Female actress. Female actress, okay. but uh, lead <laughs> yeah. singer. Yeah, the one in Great Expectations. Of the yes. popular uh, uh, rock musical group known as Kiss. Keep Kiss. Going. Have you heard of Kiss? Yeah. K-I-S-S. New band. Brand new band. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the frenulum is what they cut. The, 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 the Basically, the thing that sticks your tongue to the floor, the floor of your mouth. Yeah. The turkey girdle But thing. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Um, my next question, just real quick. My girlfriend and I were moving to Alaska um, in the spring, basically, to live off the land. Um, people call me a lunatic or a crazy or whatever, but uh, I just want to know what you guys think. What does what living off the land mean? Uh, basically, You're going to hunt? Panhandling well, in front of a gnome 7-Eleven. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's uh, what living on the land is going to turn into in about a week oh, and a half uh, when you're out of uh, Dinty Moore Alaska's Beef Stew. beautiful. What part are you moving to? Uh, the near Anchorage, but a little bit north of there. No, I right. hope they got a Starbucks you can panhandle in front of how out you, there. Uh, how you live off the land? How hunting, hmm. basically? Hunting. Uh-oh. You into Ted Nugent at all? No. Yeah, that's real hunting, bow and arrow. That's hard. All right, now, how, so all right, so let's let's just. Um, I want you to walk us through the trip. Walk you through the trip. You leave uh, what day? Well, in May after she gets out of school. After the fall. Is she in college? She's in college. I'm out of college. Okay. And you'll what, do, be, what do you have a degree in? Architecture. And you'll be driving to Alaska. Exactly. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Driving. Okay. And then when you get, where do you park Come your please. car? Where do you park the car? Yeah. Uh, the farthest road away from 
from civilization. From Anchorage. Exactly. Are you just going right. to squat on land, or are you going to buy um, Well, when he's got well, to go number there's, two. There's two options. There's either, <laughs> that, there's either that which you can legally do, or there's also you can homestead if... But there's different laws that pertain to that, depending on where you are. Okay. All right. So you go out, and now you're you're miles from civilization. Right. And you have uh, what with you? Well, you have an, you have enough to live on, and you're not totally cut off from civilization. Well, you have enough to live off of, uh, for what, like a week or two? Uh, several months, I'm sure. Several months. A lot of canned food and whatnot. Right. You gonna build a log cabin or something? I mean. Yes. You build a log cabin. Yes. And, Not uh, just a cabin, but a house. But. Oh, boy. You can do that by yourself. Uh, with help. You know what your girlfriend's pubic region's going to look like by the time you're done with that <laughs> long cabin? Oh, it's going to be scary. But you're miles away from anybody. How could, how could you get help? Yeah, what if what if she has... Um, oh, the natives jump in. There's, there are, there's what if she gets emphysema? <laughs> what are you going to do? What if what? Uh, Kennedy wants to know if she if her uh, TMJ acted up uh, while she was uh, trying to eat some caribou jerky. Uh, please, Kennedy. Uh, there'd be problems then, I'm sure. All right, so oh. you, you you squat some land, and uh, you build yourself a cabin, and you get all set up, and you clear it, and you you, you start uh, you, you know you start into whatever you're making, something out of seal tusk or something, and then some fat guy in a snowmobile and a shotgun comes by and tells, "Hey hippie, you haul your ass off my ranch, and take your goddamn cabin with you." I mean, that's what's going to happen, Bryce. All right. all right. All right. So anyway, you're going to you're going to just go clear your head. Okay. This is like the time I went to San Francisco to get a new start in stand-up comedy and yeah. uh, almost killed myself. You became suicidally depressed. I became suicidally depressed oh, and came horrible. home ten days later. Oh, it was horrible. So, so you <clears throat> does it make me a lunatic to think about even? No, no. Go. No. You're 24. Okay. Get, it, get, out, yeah, of your get out of your system now. It, 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 it smacks of doing something, and this is what Adam's referring to, called a geographic. Running away from your problems or solving your problems by changing the environment. And uh, the problems are not outside of you. The problems are inside you. Uh, what is the first thing you pack when you go on a trip, Drew? I don't know. Your soul. I figure that's what, what do you think the biggest problem facing humanity is today, Drew? Lyme disease. Adam. <laughs> he's going to get Lyme disease. You know he's going to get Lyme disease. People living in houses who just go out and crap their dog on a lawn get Lyme disease. <laughs> well, that, they, listen, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen to him. He's going to get raped there. by a Kodiak. <laughs> And He's going to become a, like a grizzly's bitch. It's so funny. People people lose sight of their sort of medical, the medical realities. I mean, everybody has, like Kennedy, everybody has like terrible problems, but they wouldn't <laughs> think twice of going out into the wilderness where they were thinking real stuff can really happen. Yeah. And uh, when they don't I'd have access to the for, systems. I'd go for a week. That'd be super fun. As long as I knew I was coming back to where I was. Sarah? Sarah, you're 16. Yeah. Um, I have a problem. Um, all my close friends that I have, I end up having sexual relationships with. Men or women? Oh, men. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Never, uh, never knew anybody with this problem growing up. Well, I mean, I only have, like, four or five, well, four really close friends that this happened with. But, like, I mean, I try to act like nothing happened, and they just, you know, expect, like, we're sexual partners now. And they expect me to ha have sex with them every time they see me. Do you do, you do that? No, I mean... But do they know you don't want to do that? Excuse me? Do they know you don't want to do that? Did they know that from the beginning? Yeah, like, I, explain, you... I explain it to them. I mean, it's... I have a pro Every time I get close to someone, I just... 
it just turns into something more. Yeah. Mm. And I don't want it to. Mm. But that's really that's really not turning into something more. That's that's really well, it just ruins our friendship. Yeah, so you don't really want to have sex with them. Yeah. It's what would happen if no. you were to say no when these guys come on to you? I smell some gambling well, coming. I, oh, I yeah. do. Oh, I yeah. mean, you do say no. Yes, I mean not. I usually initially start it, you know, the first ah, time. Okay. Go ahead. Afterwards, All right. Hold on. We're gonna gamble on you. Hold on a second, Sarah. All right. Yeah. Say, but you got any money, Kenny? I do. Yeah, I, I went to the cash machine. I got. Oh, you do. A few twenties mm. in my wallet. What are you doing after the show, Kenny? Um, I was hoping you'd take me to the store and buy me some pantyhose. Oh, really? Yep. Well, you're reading my mind, baby. <laughs> yeah. Not for that. Staying at a pretty pretty nice hotel. Is MTV putting you up? Yeah. What are you What are you out here just doing promotions uh, for the uh, sports and music fest? Yeah, I flew down for a couple of days. Wow, that's cool. Just what a life. We tell MTV, uh, hey, could we go to Santa Monica to uh, watch the uh, video awards or the, uh, the actors awards? Uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> you? Oh. Santa Monica is not real close. It's uh, it's really it's in the north end of Santa Monica, which is not so close to L.A. All right, uh, Kenny, you don't got any change? No. You don't got a buck? Maybe. Come up with a dollar. All right, let's gamble on. Uh, okay, who are we gambling on? Sarah. 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 All right, Drew, why don't you go first? Set an example. Uh, Kenny, you know what we're doing, right? Yeah, I know exactly. You're hit. Uh, sexual abuse when she was six or eight, possibly by a peer. Mm. You don't. You don't. Eight you don't smell the family in this one. No. Okay, Kennedy. I'm gonna say. Uh, hmm. I, I'm gonna have to go sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Um. By someone she knew and cared about, but not a family member. Okay, yeah. Uncle Joe. I think Drew just said that. No, no, didn't he? no. I said a peer, like somebody, a young. Person oh, you're saying that. by an adult, like a neighbor or yeah. something, yeah. an older neighbor. Uncle Joe. So, yeah, someone, someone that that she. Somebody she, she called really, uncle. She really cared about. But was not about. really a family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, boy, that sounds solid. Because uh, you know. Uh, but let I'm, me let me think. Does she have, does she have father or mother issues? We don't know. <laughs> that means Drew wants to move on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the dad issue. Uh, I will say um, uh, physical with dad. Okay. That's uh, see. I think that's going. Uh, see, I think. Uh, I I will say not sexual with dad. Uh, physical abuse with dad. But I well. see. I, but I think sex would be like much more of an issue, and it would be like much more compulsive sex, not just like you know a little bit here, a little bit there. Mm, well, you know, yes, because she doesn't want to have she, sex with everyone all the time. Right, it's troubling That's right. her. And, and I, I think it's if, a if, if it were a dad thing, she acts out. Yeah. All right, yeah. listen, there, there, uh, no reneging on the uh, gambling. Sarah. Yes. Um, well, Adam and Drew, you're both right. Um, my father was very physically abusive, and um, when I was younger, I'd say maybe five, six. Um, my friends, you know, I don't know if it's a normal thing, but as children, we were curious about each other. With uh, other other friends that were five or six. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they, uh, you initiated that, or they initiated it, or was this sort of a mutual thing? Um, the first time they initiated it, but I mean, it was it wasn't like sexual um, intercourse, and it wasn't like you know things like that. It was just. Did it become sexual? No. No. It was never. It was exploration. Would you yeah. call it just sort of experimentation and not really uh, charged with sex? Not really. Yeah, just some exploration. Actually, I'm, s- I'm still how, doing that. How old were you when you had sex first time? Um, fifteen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may take the money here, Drew. Yeah, I, I think really? you can have it, yeah. Wow. It was more He's the physical huge. abuse issue. So your dad physically abused Just you. Just terrible boundaries in the family. Yes, I don't live with him any longer. Did, but he never sexually abused you? No. And uh, no, no guy, uh, no Uncle Lou ever did anything. No, no. Okay. All right. So uh, uh, this is a manifestation of that, right? I don't know. I mean, I regret it every time because it changes my relationship. Well, I mean, anytime somebody does something that they don't want to do and they do it consistently, and they regret it even, after. and they regret it after after they've done it. It's usually some remnant of uh, something that was done to them yeah. in the, the past, and it's carrying out. that they're acting out, and that is carrying into their now uh, be- becoming uh, their adult life. Mm. So, Sarah, you're you're halfway home with sort of recognizing it. Uh, now you got to come all the way home with uh, actually stopping the uh, the behavior. Yeah, well, I mean, I want to know how to salvage my relationships with my friends. <clears throat> well, um. here's the deal. You cannot have a physical relationship with them anymore if it's what oh, you know. don't want. And you need to just be straight up and, and don't compromise on, 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 that, um, on that issue. And then if they want to continue having a friendship, then you continue having a friendship. If, if they don't want to be around you because you're not putting out, then it sort of yeah, solves you, itself. You have to maintain your boundaries, absolutely and risk that you will be rejected by them or that the outcome will not be the way you wish it to be. And it will not be within your control, at least in the way you're used to controlling it, which is with the sexual behavior. Oh, yeah, it is a, it is a control issue, it's isn't kind it? Kind of. It's, it's a way... It's, it's a controlling way. validation because, like, it's... You know, it's like... Yeah. I, I just think men are so sexual. It's like, you know, it's like not it's a big easy. deal to yeah. turn a man on. Yeah. But, you know, a woman with low self-esteem would think, oh, my gosh, this man loves me. Yes, yeah. that's right. It's a way of validating. But she has to risk... Staying separate and not falling in, you know, stay separate, keep the boundaries set, and not sort of getting sucked into these relationships in ways that are sort of compulsively validated. Keith. Yeah, what's up? You're 16. You're on with Kennedy. What's up, everybody? Hi, Hi. Keith. Here's my question. I've uh, been cleaned sober. I'm a recovering addict. I've been cleaned sober for two months. And uh, I was never really into hallucinogens and stuff like that, but over the past couple of weeks, I've been, uh, seeing things, really gruesome images out of the corners of my eyes, and uh, they've been protruding into my dreams and stuff. You've been watching UPN? No. So you're no. actually seeing things that are not no there suggestions. When, yeah. when you're awake during the day. Yeah, what? and also, like, some of the same images are, have been appearing in my dreams. What kinds of things do you see? Like, disembodied heads floating it around and people, killing, people oh. killing people. And what, what were the drugs you were using? I was mostly out of, like, barbiturates and things like that. Do you have a cold? Ooh. Yeah, I do. What barbiturate? You can't catch it over the radio. Like Special K at all. Well, special K is not a barbiturate. That's ketamine. Oh, is it's it? It's a dissociative, and it, it is a hallucinogenic properties, and it can potentially cause some very strange re- central nervous system reactions. So this could be related to People that. People take dissociative drugs? Yeah. People do that to themselves? Yep. Are they insane? Special K. What ketamine. is a dissociative drug? It makes you have a sort of out-of-body experience. It, it, Why would you just, do that to yourself? That's the whole point. What are you talking There's about? A, there is a cult up in San Francisco, this guy that sort of leads people on out-of-body trips. Hey, and wait a minute, cult. That's a legitimate, uh, the, the kettle mites? That's a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, legitimate religion. Please, Drew, you can't call it. Uh, so, well, any other drugs you're doing, Keith? Uh, I was 
doing marijuana a lot. Well, what's the difference between a dissociative and a, 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 a like a mushroom? Like a mushroom, you can kind of float around. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of a dissociative effect with that. And yeah. they, they are related. They are related. Nobody knows entirely. These, these drugs are not that well understood in terms of how they actually work. So well, the nobody, brain is not that well understood. understood. Believe me, at all. Um, because, but, like, but, it's our brain that's trying to figure out our brain, and if we're only using, like, 9% of our brain, then how are we going to figure out the brain, which is our brain? All right, dude. Uh, Keith, the thing is, though... That you know the, what I mean? These we, are, we need a bigger brain to figure out the brain, you know? These may be related. These may be residual effects of the substances that you expose your brain to. They also may be signs of a evolving psychiatric disturbance in which hallucinations can be a primary that feature. That is so scary. If that happened to me, I would be so no, scared. You're yeah. way too uptight to get involved with drugs. And <laughs> This is why most Republicans, they're all against drugs. But, they don't mind boozing because it helps them forget. <laughs> but they don't like drugs because they don't like to lose control and they'll freak. And, and, and uh, you, know, I, you know what, Kennedy, I want you to take this in a real good way, oh, okay. even though it's evil. There are different like mentalities to different religion. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, different um, different uh, political affiliations. Yeah. And by and large, uh, Republicans are a little more uh, controlling. They're more controlling. They're a little yeah. more uptight, and they're a uh, little more sort of get it done kind of people. Mm -hmm. And they're people that if you get them high on like mushrooms or mm -hmm. weed or something, they really freak out because that whole experience is about losing control. Yeah. It's about staring at your hand and seeing something that's not even there. I can't imagine doing that to myself. That that to me is a living hell. Right. Like like to have that happen to me where, where I see things that aren't there and to like be floating away from my body. Like I would never knowingly do that. That yeah. that sounds but, like no. the worst you know possible it, experience. But you it, could, it's you like have. a rectal thermometer. If you fight it, uh, you're gonna get hurt. You just gotta so, go with it. So you can Keith, enjoy it. There, there uh, are medications that can clear these symptoms up if indeed it's part of a like psychiatric what? Is, is disturbance. Like what? Is that like serotonin or anything like that? Well, I mean, look, uh, there are there are serious psychiatric disturbances that can come on with as hallucinations. There are organic brain disturbances wow. and endocrine disturbances of which hallucinations can be a feature. Kennedy, so you never you never out. gotten in any drugs, have you? When I was fourteen, well, up until I was fourteen, I stopped doing anything when I was fourteen. But from like, you know, 11 to 14, we drank. And, and when I was 12, I started smoking pot. And I remember the first time I ever, because I smoked pot twice and I didn't get high. But then, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. But then the third time I did, and I actually, like, I kind of hallucinated and it was so frightening. And my heart went off beat. Oh, you bastard. Uh, that's Drew's uh, favorite story. The first couple times you smoke weed, you really, it, was, it was doesn't horrible. do anything. And, and I, then, I like, the third like, time, you really get off. It because it made. No, no, no. It, it made my heart go off beat so bad. Right. And it made me just feel so uncomfortable and hideous. Well, what do you do and now? Really do you, you don't drink or anything? I don't drink. I don't drink caffeine. Uh, I don't smoke. Yeah. I, don't I wouldn't recommend the caffeine, but uh, a little pot and a uh, beer no, once see, in a while no, would but do I you had well. such horrible experiences with pot. Like, I, I stopped doing it. It made me feel so horrible. Yeah. It, All right. Like, you're can freak. it make your heart go off beat? Because it did mine. But that's normal. For yeah, but you got to realize you closed your eyes and saw a huge heart beating. Yeah. Hearts normally go off rhythm. Like that, PVCs? That's a normal like, thing. Like that's normal. That's All right, sad. listen, uh, Kennedy. Yeah. Um, you can't have a beer? I think a beer would be good for you. It probably would. I don't like the taste of alcohol, though. It tastes like paint thinner. Okay. Oh, boy. Like, I try. I really try. Like, when my parents are out Your having Your relationship nice with Adam's unraveling right here in front of my eyes. This is great. No, this is fine. We, sh you know, we do what uh, what good couples do, which is we find things that we both enjoy, such as boxing. <laughs> yes. And we do those together. And then when we get into... Stay away from everything else. 
They well, no, and then there's other things we enjoy, and we do those things together. And then we, I go one way, uh, smoke pot, masturbate. She goes another way, and uh, you know, d uh, debates just, uh, Tipper Gore and. Uh, like I hate taking valerian root and things like that. I feel like like I've taken valerian root and and things like calm Where? your nervous system. Where? You buy it and, and oh, it's broken up in little pieces. Okay, I no, had a, no, I had a different idea. No, no, no. where you put it. I thought it was a big root. I didn't know. Oh, okay. good lord! All right, listen, we got to go to break. You, you tell me where you put the root when we come back. Dude. Hi, this is Duncan Sheik, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Ola and Dr. Drew. Welcome back to Clash of the Perfectionists. It's uh, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew, and MTV's Kennedy, soon to be known as uh, CBS's Winter Olympic <laughs> Kennedy, who will uh, be coming at you from uh, Nog Nogano, Nogano? Nogano. No, Nagan, oh. Nagan, oh. Japan, uh, February. She'll be. Um, Japan is so much. She'll be talking. Uh, she'll be doing the color commentary for uh, not only the uh, freestyle snowboarding, uh, the freestyle skiing, but the uh, punt pass and kick competition, uh, where they take a Chinese guy and, um, and kick him down a ski slope. So Kennedy is here, and Drew is just a uh, boy. I've never seen a man so inspired. You, I can't believe, like, you don't see that side of Drew. Because he's, like, so... He's a passionate man, just yeah. not when it comes to radio. <laughs> he has many passions. Uh, opera, uh, his family, yes. uh, medicine, um, uh, fine cigars, uh, uh, culinary delights. It's fine just, cigars? He smokes Yeah, cigars? he enjoys, he enjoys a, a, good, a good cigar oh. every, uh, on, like on, on, on occasion. Sure. Opus 10. It's just radio isn't one of his hobbies. It's not one of his actual passions, so it's uh, it's peculiar to me to see. It's like uh, for me, it'd be like um, um, you know watching a football game and having my sister cheering her ass off. At the, <laughs> as, uh, I'd look, I'd be peculiar, huh? What's this? Uh, all of a sudden, you're interested in football? What's going on here? So you know, all these after all these years of seeing that you weren't so Drew with his um, with his passion for the show now, and I can only uh, the only variable here is uh, Kennedy. Everything else is the same. Kennedy is a great guest, but also that you've been working on me for a month. Right. I told you. But you two are the same. You're talking about doing yes, the... Yes, we have same, similar character yeah. structure. And I'm beginning to think that almost every successful person... Is screwed up. Except for some guy who just invents something random like a But see, I don't understand like like what is screwed up and what is normal. Because if, if... Anything excessive is screwed up. Yeah, but but how, how else would you ever do anything great? Hey, I'm not saying it's bad. It's not, I'm not putting a, I'm not putting but, a, a but judgment up, on it. Screwed up. Certainly you suffer isn't. for it, but let's screw it up me because you suffer. Let's put it yeah. this way, Kennedy. Nobody else. Everybody. Everybody else reaps the the benefit of having you be perfect for them. Let's put it this way, Kennedy. Think about wanting to be the president of the United States. Oh, I thought of in, in in the in the <laughs> right in 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 the burden. Mm -hmm. I mean, in in so Let's a normal healthy person or think about doing something like stand-up comedy yeah there you are in front of a large crowd of hundreds of people you, you're doing 20 minutes of uh, your own material and you, you it's it's got to be to most people 
uh, adjusted people, when you say to them, uh, what is your worst night? They would, they would uh, sooner uh, jump into a, uh, a pit filled with snakes yeah. than get up and do stand-up comedy or something like that. On the other hand, there are people who uh, stand-up comics out there that just uh, they go from one club to the next club. They'll perform for free. It doesn't matter. They have to do it. Yeah. So w- what's up with those people? Obviously something. Yeah. Uh, and but, they, but they have different fears. Right, you know, they, like, that, like, they may have their own uh, set of fears, uh, yeah. uh, but I just o- have always had this theory, and um, I usually get it when I watch Joan Rivers. When I hear Joan Rivers and I see her uh, on an infomercial, like uh, hawking some of her, uh, you know, jewelry, or doing something on the E Channel, or doing some stand-up, or appearing on uh, Leno or something like that. And Joan Rivers is always going a mile a minute, mm. and she's going right from the Leno set. She's flying out to uh, Vegas and doing a uh, doing a weekend at uh, at um, you know Caesars, and then she's going in. She never. And I think to myself, man, this woman is sick. <laughs> I mean, just never stopping. You know I what I mean? I mean, how screwed up do you have to be to just want to be on stage all the yeah. time and never stop that energy and all that? And I start coming up with this theory that. Uh, Almost every performer was screwed up, and then I expanded that to everyone is successful. <laughs> is uh, everyone with more than a four-year degree? Yeah, is like up. like men who run like four businesses, yeah. and they run six miles a day, right. and they take care of their families. It's like, Jesus, how do you have time to do all that stuff? Right, and uh, society sort of rewards that sort of um, oh, that absolutely. compulsion in the United States. Well, in in New York especially, like it's a big deal working at MTV in, in that sort of corporate environment. Like most people who aren't born there go there to work in some sort of a corporate structure or entertainment or the arts or something like that, and they're very, very driven people. It's, it's, it's a little bit more laid back in Los Angeles, <laughs> but in New York, like, there's such an aversion to taking vacation time, and it's almost seen as a weakness. Like, like the stronger people, the more successful people are the ones who go, you know what, I haven't taken a vacation in five years. Right. And then they get they get so bent out of shape when when you know they're going to take a, a week in Nevis and they're like oh my god you know what am I doing and you know, it's it's so unlike Europe where you know people uh, it nap, just shuts uh, down for a month yeah well nap uh, get loaded and have sex uh, between uh, noon and four every yeah. day yeah uh, I have I I certainly have the European blood in me because uh, when we you know we're going to start up the TV show again but when we uh, packed up the TV show a few months back um, yeah. I was seen leaving with a pillow. And uh, somebody stopped me and questioned me and said, where are you going with that pillow? Uh, whose pillow is that? And I said, uh, it's mine. And then I said, uh, what's your pillow doing? Uh, what were you doing with your pillow? And I said, I brought it in here about six months ago so I could nap in between shows. Mm. And uh, they were slightly appalled. But uh, See, I have that European uh, gene in me where yeah. I believe a good nap in the middle oh, of, uh, am, middle of the afternoon is... Napping. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I love napping. Oh, you know, do you? Oh, I I nap every day, and in fact, when I when I first started dating my boyfriend, we were at we were at snowboard camp, and every day after, after <laughs> it really we, sounds like a porn movie. Like like I wanted title. To, it really does. I wanted snowboard to hang out camp. with him every day, but we got up at six in the morning and rode until about three in the afternoon, and I was so tired. And when did you hit the slopes then? After that? What? No, we. we oh, rode. I thought it was some sort of no, euphemism. Oh, I didn't know. And and he almost didn't go out with me because he thought I was so lazy. Because every day <sighs> I'd want to go take a nap. I was like, let's go take a nap, and he'd want to go skateboarding, and he was like. What is the matter with this but person? But he must smoke bushels of marijuana, no, your boyfriend. No, no, no. Really? No, not at and all. And he's still into snowboarding and uh, skateboarding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it uh, not high at all? Yeah. he's. But he's one of those people, he, he really does not like speaking in, in front of large groups of people, but he'll go and jump off a 60-foot cliff. And he does a good impression of me. That's he does. Like he him. does a great impression of you. I wish they had Loveline in Seattle. You know, he, he'd really nail it if he could. They do? Yeah. If On he could, the end? 
If he could shrink his penis just another three inches, he could really nail it. Jennifer? Yes? You're uh, 21. Ah, hi. Hey. Um, well, I actually am a long-time listener. I've been wanting to call you guys for years. You know we're on in Seattle. You're on in Seattle. Hell yes, we are. Well, I don't go up there, so I wouldn't know. Where are you from? We're on the Big Salmon. You're from where? Portland, Oregon. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, go beavers. Ducks. You know what? No, that's that's my hometown. I know. Let me yell for just one second. Uh, I yelled "Go Beavers" on uh, the MTV show, and they cut it out. What? You Dang. remember that controversy, don't you? No. Uh, Hold on one second, Jennifer. Really no. no. Uh, look, I dismiss things that uh, it's superfluous stuff. Uh, I don't doesn't stay with me. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why would that be important? Drew, you're going to completely forget about our relationship because <laughs> it's all superfluous. That's but true. Listen. Uh, somebody in the audience, uh, when we did our MTV Spring Break thing, mm -hmm. uh, stood up and yelled, uh, they, they stood up, three girls, and they yelled, uh, go Hurricanes, or, uh, you know, whatever, uh, whatever team they were rooting for, whatever college team they were rooting for. And then they said, uh, we're, uh, three, uh, lesbians from, uh, Oregon or something, and I yelled, uh, go Beavers! And, uh, they That's cut... That's very appropriate. That is the state animal. They cut that out. That's that's uh, because it was. That's uh, but that's, yeah, I, I, listen, I'm yelling the name of a actual football that's team. That's some out. uptight executive in New York. Like, oh, oh, we can't have another vagina uh, reference. Oh, they're such idiots. Oh, we got no. Lo oh, okay, all right. Now, what's going on with the MTV show? We're starting up in like uh, three weeks. Oh, good. Yeah, it's gonna be new and improved. Wait, wait, line one, you didn't finish. Oh, Jennifer. yeah, I remember, yeah, we didn't even get to a problem. Hey, Jennifer. Yeah. All right, keep talking. Don't reminds of me Portland? of another story. Okay, well, um, what I part guess? of Portland? Huh? What part of Portland? Um, just out on the west side. Okay. But I have friends who listen. <laughs> okay, so but what? No, um, I'm calling because, well, I like really attracted to violence. Like whenever I see people fighting, it turns me on, and like sexually, I'm attracted to the violent act. Hmm. You got to come down here and watch the show. <laughs> True, and I are constantly fighting. I don't know. I just I'm trying to figure out if there's something wrong with me because I don't think there is, but I don't know. It's like it's so condoned by society that, or not condoned, but uh, condemned by society <laughs> mm -hmm. that it's like I don't know. <laughs> it's I can't figure w it out. What is what is condemned? Um, just like being attracted to violence. Like whenever I try to explain this to people, they're like they think that I'm talking about like oh I want somebody to beat me up and all that, but it's not like that. It's like I don't know. You get a I, rush. Yes, watching I, totally, and like whenever people are violent to me, I like get the rush, like fighting back, and it's not like I'm looking for somebody to go out and beat up on me. Mm -hmm. It's it's just totally different. Well, obviously, yeah. if you really were attracted to that experience, you would seek people who would do that for you, mm -hmm. right? So you're naturally well, going to seek well, that. So out. Yeah, but it's sort of a you know guilty pleasure. It's a little bit naughty. I mean, did, is it does it become sexual? I mean. It, it, Yes, it does, and that, that's when it tends to scare people away, like so, whenever I get involved with somebody. They, like, right. do, you, do you ask them to hit you? No, no. you no, want to no. wrestle? No, it's like, I don't know, I, the best way to describe it would be, like, consensual rape fantasies. Um, mm. It's not really rape fantasies, right. it's like just totally playing, and mm. I take it too far. A little tough love. I like that, myself. Hey, you have one of those uh, teardrop tattoos? Uh, no. No. Okay, just checking. <laughs> that's code for I, being I in prison. I understand that. You hear? Okay. See, I've heard that's code for so many different things. I heard it means someone you love died in prison. I heard it means you killed someone in prison. Mm, years in prison. It's prison. Something, yeah. something, something. Prison, something. Okay. Uh, so, Jennifer. Yes. Here's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. 
if you obviously it's exciting to you to watch uh, violence uh, with with that sort of sexually charged like uh, let's say uh, some B movie and there's some prison rape scene or, or something like, or going like on or like in in Goldeneye when uh, James Bond and that Russian and she got him in the uh, hip lock yeah. yeah. And we had her on the show. She's so hot. What the hell is her name? Like uh, Hannah Shagula or something. What the hell is that great-looking uh, woman, Bond oh. woman name? Una Fomke. Fomke. Fomke Jansen. Oh, boy, she That's hot. All right, anyway, here's my point. If you see, if you just watch, like, arena football, do you get excited? No, no. It's like... It's like, got it's got to be a little bit like sexualized. The fighting challenge. Yeah. So it's it's not just violence that gets you excited. It's you, sexualized any violence. Any sense of where this comes from? Well, I, I mean, not really. I have some ideas. Tell me. But, uh, what are the ideas? Well, I don't know. I I've kind of had this nagging thought in the back of my head. I was molested when I was a child. Okay. Mm. Well, and there you go. I'd go were, with that were one. You, but were you uh, resisting? No. Oh. I wasn't. Probably. And that's, I mean, I don't, On remember, some I don't level. remember, like, one instance. I know it happened a lot, but I, I blocked a lot of it out. Oh. You know that it happened a lot. I know that it happened, like, over a whole summer. Who performed it? Um, it was a neighbor. It's all sudden I've turned it what? into an opera am or I, something. Am I wrong, but don't these people deserve to be killed? Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't sexual predators, like, like can't we amend yeah. the bylaws and, and every state's constitution to make that capital punishment? Well, I'll tell you one of the reasons it needs to be dealt with with great... Um, Swiftness, vigor, yeah, is that uh, these behaviors take a lot to contain. See, it's, okay, it's like now, taking Adam off breast or something. My uncle is. You, you is, have to threaten to kill him. My uncle is a psychologist, and yeah. and he works with with sexual Predators. abusers and right. and pedophiles in yeah. prison. Yeah. And and he says that they can't be changed. That it's just part of your makeup. That's right. They can't and, be and changed. And they, they cannot be changed. But but you have to create such intense consequences for the behaviors that the behavior stops. Yeah, and he says even if if you castrate them, it doesn't work. No. Right. And 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 I just look at them and I go, okay, fine, then just kill them because essentially that's what people do. They kill children. They kill yeah, their souls. That's correct. And and they they mutilate people. And and I always thought that that people who sexually molest other people were themselves molested. But he said mm. that's not always the case. Not always the case, but they were abused in some fashion, typically. Yeah, he said he said it's not always sexual abuse. And Listen, we, we it's really easier for the Republicans to kill them if we just picture them as being bad people or brought up in good environments. But, now, but listen who to wants me. their children? Hold on, Kennedy. I'm, I'm on board with this. And uh, I will take it a step further. Not only do they kill the soul of uh, the person they victimize, but that person goes on to... F with your kid, yeah, and then the, your kid gets or, your or neighbor, or, and it's exponential. You know, or, or they're your, you know, they're your child's teacher, yeah. and and they're abusive. You know, maybe not sexually, but somehow emotionally, and it's like it's like this horrible, endless cycle. I I uh, I totally agree, and, and I don't, have, I, don't... I don't have any compassion for for pedophiles okay. or, or sexual predators or, or anyone like that or, or people oh you gotta love a pedophile come on even if somehow, you are compassionate for them you have to acknowledge that they need to be contained they, they, and need, you have to be, help they them need to contain be contained themselves. in a small cell right. and given a lethal injection sorry that, speaking of containment um we gotta we gotta run some uh, like um some ads or something uh, we'll come back and uh, i will give you my theory on uh, pedophilia okay uh, all after this Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with his stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh, I gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with my stool. 
You know what I'm saying? This this whole you pick a date and all this, it's nonsense. Deal with it or, or don't deal with it, but um, it's, you know, you tell me when you want me to be there, I'll gladly be there, we'll have a good time. Okay. Or, don't. But, uh, ball's out of uh, my court. Okay. Hey, Kennedy's here. How you doing? <laughs> Loveline is the name of the uh, radio show, and uh, speaking of Loveline, Loverboy will be in here tomorrow. No way. Yes. Excellent. We will be working for the weekend. I will be listening to that in Seattle. They are so hot. Why don't you turn me loose? Right. Turn me loose. Turn me loose. I gotta do it my way. Right. Or no way at all. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Loverboy. Um, what happens when you grow your hair out? When, when I grow my hair, I start looking like a horse shack. Or <laughs> what you want to see? Because yeah, my hair's getting pretty long. I'm gonna oh, cut my hair. Yeah, it gets kind of nutty. The thing about Loverboy is, I don't think any they're going to make anyone's uh, gr- greatest groups list. I don't think history is going to be kind of Loverboy. As a matter of fact, history already hasn't been kind of Loverboy. But I'll tell you something about Loverboy. Uh, people don't brag about uh, being into Loverboy. But everyone was. But they're like a little, um, they're, they're, um, they're like a little naughty delight for a lot of people. Guilty I mean, if pleasure. I, a little guilty pleasure. If I'm driving down the street and, uh, and a lover boy comes on the radio and there's five people in the car, I'll change it immediately and laugh. Uh, if I'm alone, I'm listening to lover boy. Mm. You know, you know, you, you down with that at all? There's a few groups like that. Oh, yeah. Footloose soundtrack. ABBA, uh, uh, yeah. Sticks. It's one of those groups oh, you no, just sticks. you'd never put on a sticks uh, CD. You wouldn't leave it out. You wouldn't yeah. play it at a party, and you wouldn't tell anyone you like sticks. Yeah. But if you're driving uh, somewhere at night and a I sticks song came on, you'd probably play it. Uh, Madonna, Toto. I'm trying to think of the other uh, other groups that you're not. Ex- Quarter Flash. Kansas uh, Quarter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, uh, what's that sassy group with the Goodbye to You song? What the hell was that? The Scandal. Yeah, um, I would listen to Scandal, yeah. but there couldn't be anyone else in the car. To me, what about uh, Katrina and the Waves? I would listen to Walking on the Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would listen to that too. The the point is, is there are a few groups, and conversely, there are groups that I think a lot of people are into that don't aren't just because they think they should be. Like I think the king of all those groups is U2. I think for many years uh, and REM, U2. No, I loved REM when I was in high school. Oh, all right. Yes. U2 is a group that it's very safe to say you're into U2. Uh, people will not pass any judgment on on you, and especially uh, back maybe in the early 90s, uh, late 80s. Uh, yeah. You too, huge, and same with REM. Very safe, safe bet. Did you say Chicago? <laughs> yeah, although Chicago's a a pretty good group. They they uh, some of that Peter Cetera stuff got got a little sappy later on. Yeah, Carpenters, uh, Survivor. <laughs> Calls, please. All right, but my point is, is Loverboy is almost is is way up there on the top of the list mm-hmm. of uh, groups that uh, you, you crank when you're alone and, and don't brag about uh, when uh, when your uh, cool MTV type buddies are over <laughs> with the uh, goatees and the uh, nose rings. And they'll be on tomorrow night. Bob, you're 23. Yes, I am. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I got a question, and I it's kind of. No, I don't buy it. You don't buy it? Bogus. Let me what, tell you now, this. What is the subject? I, I, it says, uh, after having sex with wife, she wants to, quote, finish, him to finish in her mouth. And there was a fake accent. Do you uh, think that was a fake accent? Maybe he's like, uh, maybe he's like a, a 
Bostonian with a, a deviated septum. No, let's let's go back to it then. Let's, let's go to something else first. No, let's talk to Bob. Bob? Yeah. Uh, you know everyone's working for the weekend, don't you? Uh, no. <laughs> Let me tell you this, Bob. Where you are you want, from, Bob? You want a piece of my heart? You got to start from the start. Are you, um... All right, go ahead with your question, Bob. I believe you. Okay, anyway, I, you know, well, if, you know, it's up to you. I don't know. I, I'm just curious because I don't know what to do. I've had two other women that I was sexually active with that was seemed normal. This one... We were married, it seemed normal at the time, and now it's gotten to the point where it's like reversed. Like, I, we used to have sex that was normal, and nine times out of ten, it would be inside. Now it's the other way around. It's like one time inside, and the rest are, she's wanting it the other way. Oral sex, manual intercourse. Yeah, oral. Frituring. Mm. Pardon? What's frituring? Rubbing against each other. <laughs> I don't know what that Isn't is. Isn't that the best? That is dry humping. from frotterism, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to do that as you part mean, like of my how-to special. Frotterism. Frotterism. It's, it's a French word, F-R-O-T-T-U-R. But it's like something would be... Uh, Rubbing up against. Is yeah, there any like, other like, word like for frot? No, like, it's, it's, it's French. Like, people who do that in subways, mm-hmm. that's returning. If, if, you, if you rub up against someone and you actually achieve an orgasm in the subway by doing that, unbeknownst to the other person, that's like the ultimate for someone who's in, who's in mm. returning. You know who said that? Well, I do that, but I got to rub myself. Right said Fred. Yeah. They were into that. Oh, that's so <laughs> weird. Uh, those two big homos. So weird. Those guys got to be gay, don't they? All right. Wait, who's right said? Oh wait, I was thinking of the other guys. Two sexy Oh no, that is him. All right, uh, there's another song you might listen to, but not in front of other people. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. All right, so uh, l- listen, I'm. I don't want to decipher your code. Your state your question in plain English. In plain English, my wife wants to have me do it in her mouth rather than in her vagina. Finish. Uh, I have an orgasm. Right. She wants you to. So what is that? So you what? You want to? You want to do what now? I'm. I don't. Is this normal? I don't. Mm. You know. It it seemed like it Mm. went from one extreme, not an extreme, a normal thing, to this. Well, I I mean, you know, it turns her on. That's all right. Some people are a little bit naughtier than others, and they they like that naughty stuff. So it's not it's not like anything weird with her or anything. Then. I don't it, listen. Um, you know, I, I I suppose if you listen to this show long enough, you'll assume that uh, j- to to every re- action there is some uh, there is some controversy that caused that action many years ago. There are some women who enjoy oral sex, others that don't. Uh, some enjoy certain positions, other than others don't. Some men want it five times a week, and some men want it uh, once a month. It doesn't all mean that they're molested, uh, raped, Deviance. taken advantage of, or deviants. Now, there are certain boundaries. If uh, she wants to, you to uh, film this and then uh, send it to her folks... <laughs> Oh, no, no. That's a, that's a little much. Or I mean, she, come on, Bob. She wants... That, that, that's embarrassing, right? Uh, she wants you, like, if she went on vacation, she wants you to uh, save it up in a tumbler and uh, hit her with it when she walked through the door or something <laughs> like that. You are so <laughs> bizarre. How do you... Do you picture these things in your head? Yes, you I do. Them? I picture them. Because oh, my problem is, like, I start to picture them after you say them. That's good. That means I'm doing my job. Oh. A tumbler full of ejaculate on vacation. <laughs> hey, come on. When are we going to come to Waikiki again? No pun intended. Uh, here's to your health. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, down the snatch? Okay. 
<laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Ah, oh, it's so late. All right, we got to go to break. Yeah, see, Drew, uh, that's Drew's biggest, biggest contribution to the show is where he leans back in his chair and goes, commercials. <laughs> and then if there's no response within like eight seconds, commercials. Isn't Ann supposed to do that? <laughs> Ann does that true, uh, too, as well. Uh, Engineer Mike just gives me the commercial look, but uh, Ann actually verbalizes it. All right, we'll be back to a wrap up and wrap down with Kennedy. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with your stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with my stool. And then we go, well, what do you have to substantiate that? And they go, oh, I don't know. It's anyway. just that everybody's different. Right. And how can you say that, that uh, people follow the same pattern? All right, come on, Drew. We're trying to do a radio show yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I got into a fight about that. Remember when I paid you a couple weeks ago and I was like, okay, well, now what's the difference yes. between fear yes. and anger? Right. You paged Drew? Yeah, because we got in this huge discussion about psychology. And, and this kid said that, that there's no way you can classify groups of people because they have sim- similar behavior and modern psychology is crap. And I said, based on what? Like, have you studied psychology? And he's like, this to me, you, know? to me, you this guys is, missed this. a brilliant love line moment there. Where I was just looking at Kennedy. Uh, Kennedy to my right, Drew to uh, my left. Uh, that'd be to your left, uh, Kennedy would be if you're facing the radio. Uh, Kennedy talking about paging Drew two weeks ago. I give the uh, inquisitive look to Drew. Uh, huh? Uh, paging. And Drew gives me the nod and wink. Yes. Yes, there was a paging. <laughs> What paging? What went on? I paged Drew because we were in a discussion about psychology. Oh, from New York? From Seattle. Oh, well, you never paged me. Kennedy pages me from all over the freaking world. Oh, really? And, and Drew but... calls up frantically, who is this? <laughs> I'm like, hey, it's Kennedy, what's going on? Oh, you got to make a toll call, too. you got to call Seattle. <laughs> I get an emergency call to some uh, area code I don't recognize. I'm oh, like, what please. the hell is going on? Oh, Kennedy, please. Give him $5 right now, <laughs> Miss Moneybags. All right, listen. All right. Hey, but listen, but that, to me, that's what daytime television is all about, is, is this defensiveness. Yeah. Let's, let us massage the narcissistic defenses that already exist out there just to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kennedy can be found uh, November 7th and 8th on the Sports and Music Fest, where, uh, again, snowboarding meets hemp on uh, the fabulous MTV network. And then uh, Nagano, 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 Japan. <laughs> In uh, February, uh, covering, uh, again, the uh, snowboarding and uh, freestyle skiing and um, and the ambulance chase, too, I think will be part of that competition. So, uh, thank you, Kennedy. Thank you very much. Uh, Well, we'll have plenty of time to talk on the ride home. Oh, yes, that's true. God love you, And I really do have to stop at the store. Bye-bye. Oh, until next time, Sam Crawford, Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.